Well, it's been quite a stressful day so far, uh, it has to be said, um, because of my previous employers causing me complete headaches, um, and uh, the people over the road are annoying me, and uh, there's other things going on, a lot of other things going on. So, uh, with that in mind, welcome to episode 30. Who could believe that? Episode 30 of Mr. Burt Blogs. No, well, I mean, I got this email. Now, I was working for ATG, the famous ATG, probably the worst um, theatre producers to, uh, theatre owners producers to work for in the history of the world. Uh, they're basically some massive hedge fund and uh, consequently they're just don't spend any money on anything except the people at the top who are very, very wealthy. So I got an email. So basically, uh, I usually work for them because I am based at the Ambassador's Theatre, uh, which they bought, I think, last year. So I'm usually on short-term contracts but um, <clears throat> with them, but actually was with the RSC when the theatres all shut, which is why I fell into a, a hole and I've had no financial support. However, I have a little tiny bit of income coming through on furlough from a uh, a job I do. First man walking. I thought that man was walking past with a whip, but <laughs> a bull whip. But it was actually, I think, it was um, a bicycle uh, lock, one of those big thick metal things. It was a bit worrying. Um, so um, yeah, so I was working at the Duke of York's, which is also ATG owned, uh, sort of covering for their lighting. Uh, fairly regularly but but casually so I did get a little bit of furlough from them um less than 200 pounds but I'm not sniffing at it per month and then because I had absolutely nothing else and then um ATG decided to stop <clears throat> furloughing excuse me decided to stop furloughing before a month before the rest of the country I think they stopped furloughing in August and everybody else stopped in October or something. Uh, and then on Friday, I get this letter, this email saying, basically, reply by five o'clock today, Monday. Um, we'll put you back on furlough, but uh, only till the end of January. And you're not having any holiday pay or any of your holiday bits and bobs. So actually, holiday pay is um, proportionally quite a lot of money that I was um relied on and they just put what well, if you basically this is how you reply to this email to say that you've accepted it and if that you send any objection we'll just immediately take you off furlough or if you haven't replied by five o'clock today we'll take you off furlough so i got on to uh, lovely isn't it it's really nice uh i've got onto my um union rep but then i've typed the wrong flipping email address in so that's been wandering around in the void all today i've only just got another email often it's really late because it's literally an hour and 20 minutes before my deadline and I don't think they'll get back to me they'll be too busy um it really makes you just feel great about everything I have to say so that's been stressful and then the people over the road have been stressful because um uh, we all know that he sits on his motorbike waiting for the door to open which gate to open which has always made me laugh well today he decided to sit and rev so he revved and revved and revved his motorbike really loudly eventually the door opened the gate opened very mysteriously as it seemed to open on its own um which i wouldn't have made any note of but for the fact i could see his wife stroke partner stroke mother of his children inside the house so either one of his you know his three or five year old is pulling that gate open poor little mite and about to get run over by a revving motorcycle father or it's magic so i don't know um oh, lots of people going past oh next door neighbors are back um 
So uh, it's getting dark, has to be said. So yeah, so that's all right. It's not the next door neighbours. Mad child on a scooter. Uh, father carrying everything. I do. It, it just makes me laugh the fact that parents just carry coats and bags and everything. Children don't have to carry anything. My mother certainly would never have let me, never have carried anything for me. I would have had to, you know, carry two tons. As she talking little children, I was running around the... Ooh, yeah, the red car uh, was parked outside the flat. That's moved onto the other side of the road, uh, which is less annoying. And sorry, that what diverted me there was another car pulling in in front of it, but no, it's not doing that. Yes, yeah, so I was doing my run this morning, and there was this woman with two toddlers. I think one must have been about two, and one was younger. Uh, anyway, about the third time I went past her, she was on the bench changing nappies. Poor woman, it wasn't very warm. Um, and then the fourth time I went round, the little two-year-old was on a long march to the bin. And for a two-year-old, it was probably about a three-mile walk. Uh, bless his little heart. Um and obviously she was making life easier for herself, and I don't blame her, I'm not criticising at all, I thought it was really sweet, <laughs> making the little child independent, very serious face, and I said, were you putting that in the bin as I ran past, and I just got a very, very stern look, and a yes, uh, and I carried on, obviously, putting my place for minding my own business, not minding my own business, so... Um, Yes. So, yeah, yoga was as a normal. Half of the uh, nation were out watching me through the window. There's a man in the car park. There's a small car park with some flats opposite, wandering around, uh, of, trying to pretend to be looking for something, but obviously wasn't. Just wasn't wanted to watch me. So I'm actually just going to uh, uh, restructure my whole career path and do yoga in the window because I think I actually could get quite a lot of money out of it. So yes, it's been a very stressful week, thanks to Darren, uh, who put me through two days of torture last week. Um, I think he thinks I've got nothing better to do with my time. I mean, he just said, you know, he's obviously he's doing my play and I'm very grateful, uh, this, that and the other. And then it's, um, oh, would you, know, would, would you mind being host for the evening? Well, no, of course I wouldn't. That's a lovely thing to do. So uh, then I get a 10-page um Word document with everything I've got to say at the beginning of it, badly written, so I had to rewrite most of that. And um, then, then it's oh, well, you could, you know, you can do the sound as well. It, it was traumatic doing the sound. It's basically the music. Um, fading in, fading out was not easy. Uh, a lot of because I'm a professional. I don't care for on Zoom. I want to do it properly. And um, everything, or the music just judges out. You can't do it properly. It's not like a fader on a. I don't do sound anyway, so I don't know why I'm sounding so knowledgeable about it. I do lighting. And then, of course, we've got from that to, oh, yes, you can do the camera. You know, you've got just cameras. You've got to spotlight people. Well, I don't know what spotlight means. I mean, I don't use Zoom an awful lot, but it's this thing. It's like pinning, except you, when you pin, you pin your own camera. So uh, you just see, or someone else's camera, so you yourself just sees that person. Spotlighting has the whole audience looking at whatever camera is spotlighted. All I'm saying now is there is no logic to spotlighting and the way it is programmed into Zoom. Because you spotlight the person you want to spotlight um, and someone else is spotlighted or you go to the drop down menu and there's no option to spotlight them. Um, it's, poor, it's very, very difficult. So on Tuesday, uh, I had to be on line with Darren at 9.30 in the morning. I think I got off about 9 o'clock in the evening. It was about 12 hours of Darren, which personally isn't, uh, I think is enough to push anyone over the edge. And um, the dress rehearsal was just awful, absolutely awful. Um, I didn't get one person spotlit correctly. 
and I was so busy faffing around with the spotlighting, I forgot to do the music cues. <laughs> I was, I was furious. I think Darren saw a different side to me at the end. <laughs> I was really angry. I was really angry, and I was trying to be polite to him at the same time. And Darren knows me inside out and upside down. I knew damn well I was how angry I was. Um, so he was very nice, <laughs> very nice. And actually, part of me just wanted me to tell me off. I just thought, oh, just tell me off, Darren. Just tell me off. He made a cock up of it. Um, the authors were all there. Some of them were performing. They were all very sweet. No one said anything. So it's a zooming child. That's the second zooming child that's gone past. Um, uh, yes, another person walking along with a tin of Pringles and a face mask, uh, practically up to their eyes. Yes, and um, anyway, um, the other reason today has been quite stressful. Well, it's not caused me stress, but I could do without the news. Is my sister-in-law's got COVID, or she's got she's been tested positive, uh, and that's my nephew as well. So that's two people in the family now that have got it, which is sort of bringing it all a bit nearer. Because I think in lockdown, we all locked lockdown. And I played it really, really safe, whereas I think we've all got a bit cocky now, and I include myself in that. And it's a bit of a shock when you suddenly find out someone in the family's got it. Um, so this next week, I was planning to go up to the family home in Harrogate and just try and... Uh, my brother, I mean, the whole house is full of stuff, which is just going to have to be house-cleared, and I've got some of my mum's possessions back that I want, but there's a, I think I may mention this, there's a my brother found a filing cabinet with mum's kept everything in that the three children, me and my two brothers, have done in our lives. So I'm going to have to go through that really quickly. Just, I think, photograph stuff that I want to keep but can't keep. Um, and then I've got loads of books. I've got loads of plays and drama, textbooks from college, which are still in my bedroom, my old bedroom. Uh, and I've got loads of board games, which I'm in two minds of bringing back because I... Uh, I haven't got anywhere to put them. I haven't got anywhere to put anything. We've still got half the kitchen in the front room because the uh, cupboards the cupboards are up, uh, but we decided to have the shelves rebuilt. Uh, they collapsed. Um, and uh, the man that does it, who I've said is an absolute delight and really lovely to have working, his jigsaw broke and then it didn't get fixed properly. Uh, so there's been a big delay on that. Uh, of course, there were numerous jokes in the household about how many pieces his jigsaw got. Is it 2,000 or 3,000? And um, in fact, he got the same joke within about five minutes from both of us and managed to laugh both times, poor man. So, um, yeah, so that's all that. Uh, and I still haven't heard back from the man that's supposed to be doing our guttering, which is really annoying. Actually, that is annoying because it's been a long time. Uh, fortunately, I haven't turned the other two people, the other two lots down officially, but I didn't really want either of those. So, um, yeah, so back to the dramas of Tuesday. Yeah. So we got through Tuesday, fine, and then Wednesday. So Tuesday was basically supposedly a tech, except it wasn't a tech because I wasn't running my spotlighting and my music properly. Um, everything overran. Uh, and then Wednesday, uh, it was a supposed dress rehearsal in this afternoon. Um, which I realised that I hadn't done a proper tech with the spotlighting and the music, and it was a complete disaster. So that was extremely stressful. Um, but the evening went off brilliantly, I have to say. It was a lovely, lovely evening. It did clock in at two hours, which I think was a bit too long. Um, and I think if we were ever to do anything similar, it would be better doing it over two nights. But it needs to start. I mean, Darren deliberately starts it at 10 past 8 because he knows people have been working on Zoom all day and 
are tired and the last thing a lot of them want to do is sort of resume again for the evening but um no we got over a hundred and that's another thing that annoys me is parents with children who have earphones in or are on the phone just talk to your child i'm not saying anymore on that subject um or more importantly listen to your child because if you don't look as if you're listening to the children they will stop speaking to you i do get on my high horse about this and sound, sound very sanctimonious but i have taught little children and i've seen it and i know it affects them when parents do not engage with them and you do not have to engage with them constantly 24 7 i know people are very very tired and everything else but for goodness sake there are times when you can and you do not need your earphones in or you do not need to be on the phone right lecture over um so um oh, where was i yeah so the evening went really well um there was one technical hitch uh where i was trying to spotlight this person's camera and i couldn't find it it had disappeared completely i was in the gallery view i solved my problem with the spotlighting because what seemed to be causing the problems was being in speaker view so i went into gallery view and it's the drop down menus on each person generally showed the spotlight add or replace option but not always most of the time anyway i was in gallery view couldn't find the actors uh camera and i just because we're all in a void i mean no one could, you know no one's talking to anybody because we're all in our own homes poor woman i mean she was i mean if i could give that woman an oscar for what she did it was astonishing she was basically um doing a monologue about a zoom funeral um and i heard i just heard uh i, I heard her talking um, but of course i was so wrapped up in trying to sort my problem out wasn't really aware of what she was saying i presume she was stuck to the to the script anyway eventually darren's smug face appeared on the screen even more uh, off-putting because he was lying in bed with a black vest on um because basically the play before had been um a duologue between him uh, and somebody else had written the play and they were like lovers or what they were actually excellent well um yeah anyway anyway this the script the split the screen was split between them both in beds obviously in their own rooms so he hadn't bothered to get out of the bed after that play just typical um probably had someone peeling grapes for him and um he stopped the show now joking apart it is a really big 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 big, big traumatic decision to stop a show it's very very difficult decision to make and he took the call and it was the right thing to do uh, it's just a pity we had to see his smug face doing it and um so i then said paul actor had to just go out come back in again sign in again uh, managed to find her and then i set the music going and off we went again now i i we did record it although it's not available to anybody <clears throat> but by the company theater company but i did record it watched it and i watched it and thought and and the actor was going i'm trying to get into the funeral but the uh, funeral host isn't letting me in i thought oh, this is beautiful it's just really lovely it's just isn't it uh, coincidence the script matched what was going on at that moment then of course i looked at the script which i had a copy of and it wasn't at all what was written it was it was the actor having to improvise because she couldn't get her screen it just wasn't coming on and she did say afterwards that if darren at the point darren uh, intervened she'd got it into her head if she had to go on any longer she'd turn it into a radio play um and not only that 
she didn't even go back to the beginning of it when we started up again. I put the music on and I thought she was going to start all over again. She carried on. She carried on as if nothing had happened. And I know this is a silly anecdote, but it, it there is truth to it. There is this joke that if you're a female actor on stage and your knicker elastic goes and your knickers end up around your ankles, you step over them and you carry on. Yeah, OK, it's a joke, but it makes the point of a real professional will just carry on no matter how nervous or het up they are inside your job is to hide that and to carry on and she did it absolutely beautifully i mean it, it was just and she's a she's so good anyway so it was that was a really beautiful moment um and i just wanted to hug her really really wanted to hug her and that was what was so weird at the end of the whole evening was like there's no applause no one can sort of oh i got bit irritated by comments going up all the way through it but I, I do chat comments but I do understand people want to engage um you know there's no it, it's zoom is a completely anti-theater thing really it's the complete opposite um other than those moments where things go wrong and you're all in the, you know the audience were in the moment with that actor and it was all going wrong and and they didn't realize she did it so beautifully that no one realized anything was wrong until Darren stopped it and had to start it again. But he had to. It wasn't fair on her just to be left in the dark, literally with a dark screen, nothing going on. My play was epic. Um, and I have to say, all joking apart about my relationship with Darren, Darren was an absolute superhero with mine. He just, I made it really, really difficult as a script to stage it. It was then made 10 times worse by the fact that there was lockdown. So my plan had been there would be one, two, possibly three people in the room doing it. Um, and they couldn't do that because of lockdown. So it had to be managed from three different locations simultaneously. Um said Darren, I mean, then they didn't have to, but Darren decided to go exactly with my script. He could have changed it. I'm not at all precious about my scripts. He could have done anything with it. He decided to do it word for word on my stage directs and everything. So he basically, what? and, and this is down to um, Mr. and Mrs. Wilson down the road, her brother-in-law was one of the actors uh, in the evening. And, he's, and he is a tech um, master a master of tech absolute master of tech i couldn't believe what they achieved so basically one camera and of course it was speaker view so it was going from one to another one camera was point point of view uh from a cam from a phone camera taped around darren's head so darren is in his room with a camera taped around his head and he's beaming into people's speaker views uh, for certain parts. Um, fortunately, he had his partner there as well, who was obviously flinging herself on the ground <laughs> to get out of shots all the time. And she was doing various bits of prop, piece, prop thing for him. Then, um, then it switched to uh, most of it was is that with a voiceover by an actor, but some bits needed to the actor needed to be seen sitting at a computer screen. So that then flipped to the camera in his house um, and you could see him sitting in front of a computer screen from as if you were the computer um, and he had to get up and walk around a bit as well. So that, that that then flipped. And then another bit of it was the fact he was looking at a computer screen trying to get into a Zoom meeting, which wasn't letting him in. So the, the audience's speaker views then just came up with that, you're in a waiting room Zoom message. Um, so added to that then, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wilson's 
um, brother-in-law Howard is um, he's in his flat somehow coordinating it all by uh, some sort of mic thing that he'd set up that they were managing although they were all in they were in three different houses in different parts of London or wherever I think I don't know. anyway um, he'd, he'd got some way for them to be able to hear each other it was a technical feat that I just couldn't imagine they'd pull off and I wasn't even expecting it never even crossed my mind it was going to happen and I was so I was absolutely thrilled and delighted and really really proud of them so you know I know I go on about Darren I absolutely love Darren pieces as we all know and um he was him and Howard were absolute superstars. I mean, really, really. <laughs> and it's that thing, you know, you just want to go and hug everyone and thank everyone at the end. And you, I can't. I, you know, all I can do is have a Zoom meeting or a phone call or send an email. Um, and it's that I find that really, really difficult. I, find, I did find that really difficult, actually. It's so un-theatre not being able to just go and be with everybody after such an intense team time of teamwork. So welcome uh, the neighbours back. Usually, uh, usually the boot opens and a load of shopping comes out. Oh, actually, I'm running out of time here. Um, so um, yeah, so that was all marvellous. So I think I've probably got other news, but I've got to get on with this um, um, this uh, union thing. Uh, oh, and the postman as well. Let's all go. Uh, right. So I hope everybody is. Um, doing okay um it's quite nice i was going to talk about covid and the whole situation everything it was actually quite nice spending 20 minutes talking about other things um look after yourselves and thank you for listening